I just love, I love the way that Billy Graham preached the word of God. I love that. He's not here. He is not here. He is risen. Okay, that is our good news this morning. It's our good news. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There's nothing like just a good praise and worship, which we have done this morning, just to say thank you yet again. Thank you yet again. And I'm thankful that I live with Resurrection Sunday every single day of my life. Amen. We can celebrate every single day. So good. Let's look at Luke 24. I think we should just read, read that account. Luke 24. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down on their faces to the ground. But the men said, why do you look for the living among the dead? That's one of my favorite lines in scripture. He is not here. He has risen. Amen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Amen. He's not here. I love that. I love that. Jesus is alive. So you can be excited today. Everyone excited? You're all feeling a bit quiet, but that's all right. I'll be loud. It's all right. <laughs> now, at Good Friday, we looked at uh, John's account. It is finished. And we went back to the start of John in the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So we're going back to the beginning this morning as well, but we're going to look uh, in Genesis. And I'm just going to spend just a few moments at the start just talking about sin because we're celebrating the cross and that his blood covers sin. But I just want to look at that and I think sometimes we get a bit uncomfortable with the whole sin thing. But you can see on the screen behind me, step into freedom. Okay, so we're not going to stay there this morning, but... Genesis 3 verse 6, we've got, um, you know, the serpent is tempting Eve. He's saying, come on, you know, just, just try it, you know. Verse 6, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. And then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew they were naked they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And then the Lord God called to Adam and he said, Where are you? Where have you gone, Adam? What have you guys done? He knew though, didn't he? Where are you? And Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So we see straight away that sin brings fear and sin brings shame. Just straight away, they're hiding, you know. 
And you can spend your life like that, but we're celebrating the cross today, okay? We're going to step into freedom. Sin separates us from God. Now, Hebrews 9.22 says, without the shedding of blood, there isn't forgiveness, okay? There had, there had to be shedding straight away. God, the, you know, animals were killed to create a covering, okay? But we have good news today. Romans 5, verse 6. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen? We've been singing reckless love. He is reckless about it. He sent his own son for you. For you. I love, um, I was reading Lily, the, you know, he is risen account just last night and I, it put it like this. God loves us so much that he sent Jesus to teach us about love and show us the way to heaven. Isn't that beautiful? Now, you will find people that will say, well, I'm a good person. I don't, I'm not really a sinner. Like, I'm a good person. I do good things, you know, and, and we know that we're not saved by works. We're saved by grace. Okay, and you only have to look at my daughter. I'll walk into the room and she goes, nothing. Okay, we're inherently hiding. We're inherently, it's like, what have you got behind your back that you're not meant to have? You know, you have to teach your children. And actually, we had a bit of a joke the other day because she was stealing stickers. And I walked in and she goes, nothing. And she didn't realize she'd stuck it on her back. And so she walked around the rest of the day with a sticker on her back. Nothing. Okay. Now, there's certain things that God will tell us isn't good for us. So you can say, I'm a good person. I'm, I, you know, but God's like, that's, that's not, that's not the way. You know, people who want to live for themselves, to please themselves, God has a different way. And Galatians 5, 19 says, the acts of the flesh are obvious, okay? And I'll just read a couple. You've got sexual immorality, impurity, hatred, discord, jealousy. I mean, who wants to live with that? Do you know what I mean? So people that go, look, don't tell me rules and regulations and I'll just do what I think is right. But the acts of the flesh, you know... And then that goes on to talk about, well, the fruit of the Spirit. When we're living in God, the fruit of the Spirit is love. It's joy. It's peace. It's patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. This is what the Spirit in us produces, okay? Now, for people who think that God's a bit, you know, too many rules and regulations, I'll just want to share some rules and regulations at the Robertson household, and you can tell me, you can judge me if you like and call me a harsh mother. Okay, rule number one, Lily's not allowed in the pool yard. Okay, she's not allowed in there. She kicks and screams at that gate all she likes. She cannot swim, so we don't let her in. Okay, uh, rule number two, I just came up with three, there's probably a hundred, but uh, no climbing on the roof. Now, you might think this is obvious, but when Greg was leaf blowing, we have big trees at our house. Greg's on the roof, right up on the peak yesterday, leaf blowing, because it's going to rain. Um, and the kids are like, oh, yay, can we go up too? No. No, you can't. 
Um, don't play on the road. They're not allowed to play on the road. Now, am I harsh? Am I nasty? Am I... It's like, no, no, that is going to hurt you. That's going to result in certain death with some of those activities. And so when God says, don't do these things, he's actually saying, I love you so much. You're actually living a lifestyle. You think you're free. You think you're happy. I'll just do what pleases me and what feels good. But God's way is actually protecting you. It's actually giving you full freedom. And so if you think of my three-year-old in my house yard, she's fully safe and the rules are go play and have fun. Okay, go and have fun. But the the underlying rules of but don't go on the road, but don't go, you know, go have a good life, have fun. There is freedom in Christ, okay? We have to live by the Spirit. Now, Romans 8, okay, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So if you have lived a life where you've pleased yourself, there is freedom when you accept Christ, okay? We need to actually say, you know, Jesus the sacrifice that you gave on the cross when you laid down your life, I accept it. I'm going to ask you into my heart. Jesus, I want to live for you. I want to stop pleasing myself. You can try and fill yourself up as much as you like, but if it's not God's will and God's way, it won't actually satisfy. Okay? Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Amen. This is, we can be excited. Can I hear a, amen. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and don't let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Again, it's not works. If I'm one day good enough, if I'm one day, it's like, no, now, right now, today, you are free in Christ. Okay. Just say, yeah. I'm just going after it. I'm going after the things of God. I'm going after the plan and the purpose that he has for me. Okay, the last few weeks we've been talking on faith. For those of you who weren't here, I shared, I bought in a pair of beautiful high-heeled shoes and I said, this is my promise. So for me that represented an impossibility because because of my the way my feet are. Unless I am healed, I can't wear my heels. Okay, excuse the pun. And so I bought in some heels and I'm like, well, what is it that God wants you to believe for? What is it? And I have had text messages, phone conversations, people saying, oh, God spoke to me and I'm believing for this. People believing like, oh, I was praying for these people. And then God told me, no, it's your whole family or just really exciting stuff. Uh, pictures of properties. Don't know how God's going to do it, but he's told me to go after this. Like just multiple, multiple people. And if you're one of the people and you know you spoke to me, there is multiple more. <laughs> it's just been really exciting. But there will still be people that think, well, I don't know, that seems a bit, bless me, bless me. I don't know, I'm fine the way I am. But God has this amazing plan and purpose that you can step into. And I was thinking, you know, that dream, that God-given dream. And I thought, well, for example, you're on a minimum wage. There's nothing wrong with being on a minimum wage. You're working you're giving your all, you're living for Jesus, but you start getting a stirring in your heart. Well, I wonder if I could get a pay rise. I wonder if I could work up. I wonder, and and that's not selfish, because what if God has called you to be a manager who says, no, our company believes in this and not this. We employ these people and not these people. We, you know, 
employees coming to you with problems and you can pray with them? I don't know. It's endless. It's endless. It's not selfish, though, to believe for more. And I was thinking about uh, Joseph. Joseph had a dream and his brothers didn't like it, did they? But it was a God-given dream. It was a God-given dream. He had to, he was in prison. He had to step into the freedom that God gave him and he went right to the top and he saved Israel. Okay, so it's not selfish to have a dream. I heard this week a healing testimony and it was kind of funny because it was a 13-minute YouTube clip and because it was school holidays, I by about five minutes in, I think I had paused six times. Pause. What are you? What? I'm trying to watch something. Trying to watch something. So in the end, I, we got the morning tea. And I sat it on the table. I'm like, everyone, watch this. Let's watch it together. And I, I just started crying so hard. But I had taken a sip of coffee, and Ethan's whacking me on the back. I couldn't breathe. I was like, it was so powerful. This woman, she had all these bolts in her back, and in the end, she's back flipping. God had completely healed her. And the thing that hit me was, she said, just one more time. And I'm like, that's what we were saying the other week. Just pray and don't give up. Just one more time. But if you think it's selfish to go after healing, it's not. She's healed and that excites me. That's like, I'm like, yes, that's for me too. So I just want to encourage you today to step into freedom, into all the things that God has for you. And that is what builds the body of Christ. You go to someone, you say, guess what Jesus did for me? Guess what he did for me? Okay? Fear of man, step out of that and into freedom. I'm a bit of a fear of man person. I'm a real introvert and I tend to, when I go shopping, put my head down. (laughs) I don't want to talk to anyone. I just, Steve's looking at me. That's right. I don't want to talk to people. But yesterday I'm I'm shopping and I saw someone I knew and I went, hi. (laughs) Keep going. And then God literally went, go back. I was like, no. He's like, go back. I'm like, no, I can't do it. I literally backed my trolley back and I went, oh, they're still there. I was like, oh, hey. And I went down and I talked to this totally heartbroken guy. I know his circumstances. And I said, how are you? Is there anything I can do to help you? Like, I really care about you. Um, yeah, when we, when we stop being worried about ourselves and we step into freedom, it actually blesses other people, okay? It's not about us and our life and it's like step out, step into freedom and what God's done and that impacts, okay, it totally impacts. Some of you, you know, maybe you've you've tried stepping out in the past and it didn't quite work out the way you thought. Now I've, I've got time to tell my cooking story. Do you want to hear a cooking story? I really hate cooking. I hate cooking. And we had friends coming to visit on Thursday. Now, he's a celiac, for those of you who don't know what that is. So he's a celiac and their son is lactose-free. I am gluten-free, lactose-free, because eating it makes me incredibly... I just get really sick. Whereas a celiac is, you you can't cross... I can't just say, oh, well, it's gluten-free bread and butter it with bread that's been buttered with normal bread. Like nothing can cross-contaminate, okay? So I'm, I got the bright idea, I should sort of get organised while I'm cooking dinner tonight. Like I'll have Daniel and my section there, I'll have the kids' section there, I'll have dinner here. 
I had Lily in the bath. I had Greg at work. It was, it was really, I don't even know why I tried. So I got one cake in the oven. It's got to go down the bottom because it's not gluten-free. I got the gluten-free in the top. All right, I'm all good. And then I realized my dinner wouldn't fit. I was like, oh no, there's no room in the oven. So it's a bit funny. I thought, I'll oh, just move that cake just a little bit. I know you're not even meant to open the door, but I'm like, surely. I don't read instructions. I don't obey the rules. And I just hate. See, disaster. When we don't go God's way, it's a mess right there. So I've just gone to move it just a little bit and the springform pan went pop. And the cake started dripping through the oven, into the cake below, into the bottom. And I start screaming, somebody help me. Somebody help me. I'm going. I got the oven mitts. They suddenly, oven mitts didn't work. I don't know what happened. I had my oven mitts on. I was being burnt. And I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs. But there was no one there. And then Josh wanders out of his room. He goes, "Uh, hey, mum, everything all right? And I could stop. I'm like, ah, it's not all right. And, and it's like, I tried so hard to get organized. I'm like, this cooking thing's really challenging. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Luckily, our friends are our best friends and it was all okay. Okay. We just had a laugh later. But if you have stepped out, okay, if you've produced some vanilla cakes full of chocolate gluten free mud cake, it's okay. Do you know what? God has a good sense of humor. He was laughing with me on Wednesday night. He's like, that is so funny. You're really bad at that. It's okay. It's actually all right to step out and maybe make a few mistakes. Or maybe I went to talk to someone in the supermarket and I totally said something silly. It's okay. Continue to step out. Continue to have confidence. You'll actually start growing in that. God will say, oh, that faith, I like that. I like that. I'm going to grow that in your life. Okay? I'm going to grow that in your life. He died for our freedom. Amen? Now, in my own life, I have some, I was just thinking a few weeks ago, some prophecies that I have written down in a book. And when I read through them, they're all very similar. It's funny how God does that, doesn't he? One day, I want you to do this. I'm like, okay, okay. I've been working up to seeing the fulfillment of those prophecies and just in the last few weeks I I just keep seeing people or running into people who are they're they're my age but they're doing they're already doing what I want to do when I grow up okay and they there's like they started when they were 20 and I'm I'm 37 now and I go God I was just sitting there I was like God I should have started when I was 20 like I should have stepped into freedom in this when I was 20. I should have, I should have done it sooner. I just was feeling a bit, I should have, why didn't I, why didn't I start sooner? I was feeling a little bit of disappointment. I was like, oh, these people, they're already like where I want to be one day. And I just, you know, I just felt just God's love. He just loves you so much. And, and he was, he just started showing me like, Part of my testimony, I've never shared the full thing, but as a teenager, um, just just working through self-hatred that was so intense. So for me at at 20 to not be to not be cutting or to be starving myself, that was steps, okay? 
And so for me at 30 to get up every day and say, and renew my mind, okay? Renew my mind every day. I walk in freedom every day, but I have to make a decision as well. I had, I've had to work through it. And I can't go now, why didn't I get that when I was 15? Why didn't I get that when I was 20? Why didn't I start? It's, it's been a journey and I could see God's hand on my life. He's like, do you see how here you took a big step? Do you see here when you stop doing that and thinking that, that was a big step? And he reminded me, he's like, I have purpose and plan for your life that the enemy has tried to stop the whole way through, okay? But I've taken steps. I've taken steps and I just believe today we need to step into freedom. And I was sitting there having this quiet time with God and it was a miracle because it was school holidays. It was only just a few weeks back and God was like, remember the story of the tortoise and the hare? Okay? And the, the tortoise challenges the hare to a race because the hare's all like, uh-huh, I'm better than you, I'm faster, I'm, you know. And the tortoise, like the hare gets distracted and he goes and has a milkshake and he has a sleep and all this sort of stuff and the tortoise wins the race. And God's like, all I want for you is to step into freedom every day. So you can start today. You can start today and still finish the race strong. Okay, you start today. God was like, you might be a slow tortoise, Stacey, but you've started. Okay? And just began showing me, like, see all of this? I had to teach you. I had to show you. I had to guide you. I had to give you compassion for people. I was the mum in the supermarket that went, can you just tell that child to be quiet? It's a little bit annoying. And, and then he gave me four children that screamed in the supermarket. It's like, he teaches us compassion. If you don't have children, don't judge. Don't judge. <laughs> that tantrum, that is my shopping experience. But he does, he, he, things come into our life. He goes, oh, I can, we can learn something from this. I can teach you. Okay, God so loved you. Okay, we are celebrating Resurrection Sunday this morning, we can live this every day. We choose, we get up every day and we're like, yep, I'm living in freedom. I'm not thinking that rubbish anymore. I'm not going back to the way that I have lived anymore because Jesus paid that price, okay? It is finished. It's done. It is done. And I think one of the most powerful things that we can do is to praise and is to worship okay we've already we've already done that this morning but we're actually uh, I've got one more clip that I want to play for you this morning it's a celebration um, and then we're going to sing now I just you know just respond today take a step today I've had really on my heart probably this week <laughs> maybe three, at least three times within my own family, things about generational this or generational that. I had someone in my family ring me and say, hey, what are all your symptoms? Because the doctors think I might have it too. And I was like, no, okay, we're not doing this. I just want us to, to press in generational anything. We're in freedom. So none of that applies. It actually doesn't apply. Addictions. Did you know you can actually make a choice to listen to the Holy Spirit? You don't have to keep habitually anything. Oh, I just, it's like you actually have freedom. 
freedom from sin, we're not walking there anymore. We are totally free. You imagine that yard and God going, just freedom, just freedom. So whatever it is this morning, I just want to encourage you after we watch this clip, we're going to sing. You can kneel, you can sit, you can just just ponder that, okay? Because after that, Greg's going to come and lead us around the communion. So thank you, Josh, for putting that clip on.